I'm back with another episode, and before we get into a lot of food talk, which if you're not hungry, you probably will be hungry after listening to this episode. So just a heads up, let's do Hilo Buffalo. And if you watched my video last week, which I posted on Friday of me having a mental breakdown, then you'll know that this high is very good. And I feel much more revived after this weekend. I saw a lot of people, but also had time to just sit in my room as I am right now and just read and do nothing. And it was just so nice seeing everybody. I did a lot of cooking, baking, drinking a lot of coffee with people. And for my low, so this tends to happen to me a lot, especially when I'm overwhelmed or doing way too much, which is dissociation. And I've had a serious case of this more recently. I used to be really bad with this when I was in high school and college because I was overly stressed. I worked myself to the bone and because of that, my brain just could not handle like the context switching that I did every day. Now I think I am reverting back to those ways where I will finish work and I won't even realize that I finished work and it takes a second, not a second, but like a whole hour for me to even process that that even happened. So I mean, one example where it was really, really bad was I was back home in LA and I finished a full day of work and then I went straight into the kitchen to go eat dinner and I didn't even process that I was eating dinner and I remembered like just scooping up rice into my mouth and I dropped my spoon. My brain just forgot I was holding a spoon and was eating, which that was pretty crazy and it takes a second, so... Yeah, I mean, it sucks that it's like that. And I think it's the case for doing anything, whether it is like scrolling on my phone, reading a book. It takes me a second now to process that I'm in the moment doing something else. And for my buffalo, so this one's so interesting, but just such a New York thing. I was hanging out with my friend Lexi yesterday and we were just walking back from getting coffee and this random guy who was in construction clothing was like, hey ladies, and I made eye contact with him because I was trying to see who he was talking to and obviously he looked at me and he was talking to us and I didn't say anything because creepy (laughs) and then he growled at us. He was like, her. That was just the funniest thing. We like turned the corner and Lexi and I just start busting laughing. And we get into the apartment and she like starts talking about it. But the guy literally followed us to my apartment, which is so creepy and just so weird. But he didn't go in. He just followed us to the front. And I made eye contact with him before I closed the door on him. So thank God he didn't try to come in. Um, And thank God that was like the end of it. (music) 
This is a huge food talk. Basically, a bunch of foods that are underrated, or maybe foods that you forgot existed, and that you should definitely try to eat as soon as possible because they're so freaking good. And if you've never tried these before, you're literally missing out. Like, you cannot skip out on these foods. And I tried my best to be very picky with these foods. So, what I did was I picked out different cuisines. And these are, this is not comprehensive at all. There's so many more cuisines, but I'm choosing cuisines that I eat a lot of food in. And I've had unique foods in that I really like. I know this is a really random podcast episode. I don't even know if anyone has ever done a food related type of episode. So this could be a first. I don't know. I haven't really looked up anything. But this came up today because I was talking to one of my friends, Luna, and her boyfriend, and we were talking about how. I should do a podcast episode talking about food. And I mean, food is literally like a core part of who I am. So that's the only thing that is making me qualified for this conversation. I honestly eat food and try new foods as a hobby, as like a lifestyle. That's where I'm coming from. Starting off with. Japanese cuisine, which is fresh in my head since I've been to Japan. And there's two things that I feel like are underrated when it comes to Japanese food. And the first one is is pretty pricey, <laughs> which is Wagyu beef, A5 Wagyu. I know it is hella expensive and it is a privilege that I was able to try this. But I would save my damn money to try this. Because it's just so good. You don't even need any seasoning for this meat. You literally put it in the pan, and because it is so oily from the fat, it will just cook itself and it will be so tender and it will melt in your mouth. It's like literally like steak I've never had before. And when I had it in Japan, where it was obviously cheaper, it was just literally so freaking good. And I'm just so sad that here it just costs an insane amount of money. But just a little hack there is A5 Wagyu beef at Costco, which is not as expensive as if you go to a fancy restaurant where you have to pay for the service and the experience. And then the other Japanese food I would recommend trying is soba noodles. So everyone talks about ramen. We all talk about udon, but soba noodles, especially cold soba noodles, literally, guys, I just cannot. It's just perfect. Like, especially if you're going out for a hot day and you're trying to eat something that is very homey and cozy, but without being too warm and just suffocating. Soba noodles is literally perfect. I had. A $4.50 soba noodle meal in Japan, and I was, I just could not. I was just so happy. There's just something about how refreshing it is. Yeah, highly recommend trying it out. I know it's a little bit weird to think of noodles being cold, but it actually is insane. 
It's so good. And the next cuisine is Italian. So for Italian, the one food, I'm just not a big Italian like cuisine girl. <laughs> um, but the one thing that I love is artichoke pizza. And it's something that you can get in New York. So if you ever come here, you guys have to get artichoke pizza. It is the place that I would recommend to any visitor. Artichoke pizza is basically like a bread bowl with artichoke like creamy soup but in pizza form and so you have this huge ass slice which is like gigantic like it's literally like a foot or something and you only need one slice and you should share the slice with somebody because it's a little bit like it's a lot and this slice has like creamy artichoke cheese on the top. It's a thick, crunchy crust, and it's just insane. Each bite gets better. <laughs> and also, just for Italian cuisine, like pizza in general, you should always ask for your pizza to be extra crispy because it really changes the game. Like the texture is completely different and it just tastes way better. One of my biggest like pet peeves with pizza is if it's like lukewarm where the cheese really isn't pulling and like the crust isn't the right texture. And since like Italian isn't my favorite cuisine, I really have to have good Italian to enjoy it. So that's just a little hack. For French cuisine, potatoes, guys. The French know how to do their potatoes. I've had the best potatoes, like French fries, I've ever had in my life when I was in Canada eating at like French restaurants. And I was just like, this is insane. Like, I actually also Belgian fries. It's not under France, but I'm just saying. Europeans know how to make their French fries. They do something where the outside of it is just insanely crispy because they double fry it and the inside super soft so if you can get a hold of belgian fries or just fries from a french restaurant you know you're gonna have like the best fries ever and i think it's just for me a texture thing the next is chinese so for chinese cuisines if you guys are ever in LA, this is so hard to do because some of these foods, I've only had them in one place. Because I've only had them in one place, I can't tell if it's consistently good at other places. And I don't want to speak on it and be like, this is just so good. And then all of you guys go try it at like this one restaurant. You guys are like, what the hell is this? But Jade Walk is a small um, family-owned business in downtown LA, the Chinatown area. If you guys get a chance to visit it, you guys have to try Shanghai short ribs. The Chinese, we know how to cook short ribs. It's just, we marinate it and make it so freaking tender. The flavor profile of short ribs in Chinese food cuisine is just insane like they must be putting a crap ton of msg or like i don't know what they put in it but the flavor oh my god guys i can't even explain it it's just like sweet salty i i, I don't even know it's just so freaking good 
and another underrated Chinese cuisine, egg drop soup. I actually have a ton for Chinese, but egg drop soup is so good. It's such a like cozy food. It's actually super easy to make. You just make it with boiled water, like cornstarch, and I think you add chicken bouillon powder, and you can add scallions. You whisk the egg. You slowly add it to boiling water while stirring it super slowly, and that's it. That's literally it. It's so good. It's like such a like good hangover cure slash like if you're sick, it's just super easy to make. And another really good Chinese dish is porridge or congee. Guys, you can make that. Shit like sweet, you can make it savory. It is just such a co- good comfort food. It is my go-to to make when I'm hungover or sick. It just goes down perfectly, and you can make it plain. And then when you make it plain, you can add toppings to it. Like you can add egg to it. You can add sausage to it. You can add like stir fry to it. It's a perfect replacement for rice, and it's not as heavy because it's just super watered down rice. Or you can make it savory, where you cook the rice in chicken broth, and you add pieces of chicken to it, and you like basically make it a rice soup kind of texture. So good! It was like it just makes me so happy, and it's super good for you. Another. Cuisine that I'm going to talk about is American, and this one's just so weird. My God, but I am obsessed with specific sauce combos. So I really like barbecue and ranch, and sweet and sour and ranch. Dip it with your like wings, your chicken nuggets, whatever it is. There's vacuuming going on in the background, but anyways. And I'm also recording all of my podcast episodes with my phone, as I would with any voice memo. So it doesn't do a great job of blocking out any other noise. So sometimes you're gonna hear things as I'm moving around, or if there's a lot of street noise in the background, you'll hear it too. So, anyways, for American cuisine, pickles, guys. Pickles, I love pickles. I will eat them by themselves. I eat them in a sandwich. They just elevate everything, and they are super good for you because they're fermented. Fun fact: they're like literally zero calories, so you can eat like a whole jar and not do anything. So yum, and I just love adding them to different meals that I want to freshen up a little bit. They're also super good to add if you're making a tuna sandwich. Also, I love fruit in salad. <laughs> Adding like an apple in salad, strawberries, oranges, whatever it is, elevates a salad. It makes it way better and more fancier and just more fun to eat. For Korean cuisine, I know this is like a little bit all over the place, but、uh, I don't even know what I was thinking when I was writing this. So, kimbap. Okay, guys. Kimbap is basically the Korean version of sushi, and it doesn't have any raw fish in it. And it is a roll. It is delish. 
I figured out how to make it the other day and I had it for like four days straight. So now I'm a little bit sick of it. I've had it for like every meal for four days straight. So it was a lot, but it is so good. It is the most perfect meal because you get all nutrients. You get your radish, you get your veggies in there and the fermentation from the radish is good for you. You have your meats because they use ham and egg in it. You have rice, so you get your carbs. You have seaweed. It's just very solid for an all-around type of meal. But on top of that, it is perfect for packing because it's a roll. So all you have to do is just wrap it up in an aluminum foil and bam, you're like good to go. It's super clean to eat because you just chop it up and you just can eat it with your hands. You can use chopsticks. It's just so good. I love that. Also, mashed potatoes as a side dish and the fried small fish you get as a side dish from like BCD or basically any Korean barbecue, Korean soup place. So good i don't know what the hell they put in their mashed potatoes they don't just make it like an american plain mashed potato they make it sweet and they add things to it and it makes it crunchy and i like the texture it's super good and also the fried small fish it's not the ant like the little tiny ones i don't know they're not anchovies are they anchovies i don't know but like i'm not talking about that i'm talking about like the fish that's like about the size of a hand and only some places give this to you. So good. Texture, so good. Saltiness, so good. It's There's like something different about that fish. And I always get super excited when I go to a place that gives me that fish. I think BCD still does it. But don't quote me on that because I haven't been there in a while. The next cuisine is Cambodian. This cuisine, by the way, is just like the entire cuisine is underrated and I am completely a bias because I am half Cambodian but anyways Cambodian food oh my god and yes you can tell the difference there's different flavor profiles in Cambodian food I love this dish called Nam Hing it is a sesame fried donut and it's not really sweet at all it's not like an American donut it's just like this fried dough and the inside is super hollow and it's so it's just crispy on the outside and it just has a crap ton of sesame seeds on it so damn good guys you guys have to eat that especially with soup so good and then the other really good cambodian dish is what we call and it's basically Cambodian noodles the broth itself is completely different than like a pho Vietnamese broth it has a completely different flavor profile in Cambodian cuisine they offer their noodles in two different styles and one of them is noodle soup in or soup out and you will always be asked this question and soup in is like normal noodles where you have the soup in with the noodle and then the other is soup out so you get two bowls you get your noodles dry with all the toppings and then you get your soup on the side depending on the day i'll choose like one or the other but it is really good 
soup out because you can add a bunch of sauces like the hoisin sauce, the oyster sauce, whatever it is, the fish sauce to your noodles. And then you mix it up and you make it more salty. And then you eat that like soft and it's so good. And then you can also drink the soup broth on the side. And they usually give you like the pork bone with the broth. Oh my God, talking about it right now is making me so freaking hungry. And it's like almost like 1030 in the night. So this is not good. I also really like fried catfish in Cambodian cuisine. Literally so good. They add so much flavor to it. I'm 95% sure that it's not good for you. Asian cuisines really know how to add their seasoning. The catfish is just so good. You guys have to order catfish. If you ever go to like a Thai, Cambodian, like Southeast Asian place, order the catfish. You'll thank me later. The next cuisine is another Southeast Asian culture, which is Thai tom yum soup. Everyone, it's a sweet and sour soup. You can just say sweet and sour soup. They'll know exactly what you're talking about. So good. I know everyone talks about like the green curry, the pad thai, all of that. But you guys are sleeping on tom yum. I just had it the other day. And it's so good. They put shrimp in it. Get it with shrimp. Um, they put mushroom in it. The oh, It's so good. And when my family makes it at home, it makes me so happy. It's a dish that I actually cannot make myself because... Well, I choose to not make myself because I use very unique um, ingredients like lemongrass or the tamarind, like the dry tamarind and pineapples and things like that and i just don't want to bother with buying it and then only being able to use it for this one dish so i just wait till i go home to get it or go to a thai restaurant so tom yum soup so good i also really like um there's this dessert in thai cuisine and i don't know what it's called but i can describe it to you so if you ever see it you know to get it but it is this it kind of looks like a taco but it is a cracker like a sweet cracker as the like taco shell quote-unquote taco shell this is so like whitewashed to me but whatever and then there's like a white coconut it's not hard it's it's a weird texture but it like coats the inside of the cracker taco and then they add this like egg string and it's like sugary do you guys can you guys kind of see what i'm saying it is so freaking good the texture is insane the egg string is like soft and like sugary and then the like coconut drizzle like the sauce is like semi-hard and then the cracker is really tough and so you get like a really cool texture and it is so good I have no idea what it's called, but the only place I've gotten it at is in Thai Town in West Hollywood. So I have to wait till I go there, which is like very rare in order to get this one dessert. So I don't know if a lot of people will be able to try this, which I'm basically keeping you guys. I'm like gatekeeping this thing because I don't know how you guys are going to freaking try this. But anyways, the next cuisine is Mexican tacos yes like everyone has tacos 
hopefully you've had a taco before and everyone pretty much knows hopefully what a taco is um i'm assuming and i'm specifically talking about street taco trucks it is a whole other thing to go to a taco truck and have a taco on the street don't go to an actual restaurant to have your tacos it's not worth it specifically in la and san diego that is where i'll get my street tacos i love them so much that i don't even bother with getting tacos in new york i just wait till i go home they're so cheap it's a dollar fifty in la san diego i think it's very similar and it is just delish and the best part is at the places that i go they have like this stand where they have the meat rotating with the fire and they just slice it fresh and they add a pineapple to the top and then you add all of your toppings guys (laughs) it is so good okay but finally for mexican food i'm obsessed with fruit carts (laughs) they have chicharrones i don't even know if i'm saying it right i'm so sorry And they also have like the fruit in the cup and then you add all your freaking toppings and it is so good. I haven't had that in a really long time, but every time I pass it in the subway in New York, I'm very tempted. The final cuisine is Vietnamese and I love this dish called Ban Xiao, which is what my grandma makes for me at home i think she makes it the best but you can also get it at any restaurant and it is this egg flour omelet where they add like shrimp it's like a loaded omelet you eat it with lettuce and you eat it with fish sauce but there's usually shrimp or chicken bean sprout it's like a it's so good guys and the texture is perfect I'm a huge texture girl, if you didn't notice. And it's like the perfect mixture of like savory with a little bit of sweetness from the fish sauce. And it's really refreshing with the lettuce because it adds some crispiness and coldness to the dish. If you ever see it in a pho restaurant, they'll usually have it or any Vietnamese restaurant. And it's the one thing that's like an egg omelet kind of dish you can ask for that and another vietnamese dish that i'm obsessed with is a dessert which is called three colors in english what is it oh che ba mao that's what it's called and it is a like icy drink with coconut milk grass jelly and red bean but it's like a bunch of colors it's like yellow red from the red bean green from the grass jelly and white from the like coconut milk and you mix it and it's this icy drink that guys 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 (laughs) just asian desserts are significantly better than american desserts they're less heavy they're just so good jesus christ i actually just talking about it makes me miss it because i haven't had it in a really long time yeah that's all i have to say (laughs) thanks for listening i hope you guys enjoyed this episode if you guys have any episode ideas don't forget to leave them in the podcast questionnaire area i think it is 
only a feature on Spotify. Sorry for anyone else listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. But thanks for listening anyways, even if you're not listening on Spotify. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating if you want to. Like slash follow this podcast so that you can be updated whenever I upload it. But if you don't want to, just know there's always going to be an episode coming up either Sunday or Monday of every single week. At least that's what I'm trying to stick to. And I would say... I have a pretty good pass rate for it, maybe like a 95% consistency with getting these out. So yeah, anyways, I'll see you guys next Sunday or Monday. Bye.